Hello everyone, welcome back to Moolah Madness. I'm your host as always, Brian, Brian Dash. And if you saw my last video, you know I got a real big treat for you today. I know that I was planning on reacting to a lot of my stories for my one year anniversary, but that is a long since up. So, I decided we're going to go and take a blast to the past. Now, last year, I know that I did the Bite of 87 series again. This time, I'm going to take you back to one of my first episodes. Not my first, because I've already done those, but my second series on the podcast. We're going to do the first episode today of Tony's Valentines. Right here, right now. So, if you like those videos, sit back. Relax and enjoy a little taste of the beginning of your love madness. Quick side note, uh, I would probably check out the second one because I think that one's a lot better. Check out the first one first. The first video of uh, Tony's Valentine's is being located in season one near the beginning. It's uh, That's probably the best one. Hello, everyone. My name's Tony. I'm a wolf. Anthropomorphic wolf, granted. I have a black jacket, blue jeans, sneakers, and a kind of a kind of a weird cut on my head, but uh, hey, that looks pretty good, you know? Kind of like Peter Parker's haircut. Anyway, let's go. So, it was time. Finally. It was Valentine's Day. I love this time of year, especially uh, since I have the most beautiful fox in the world, anthropomorphic, like myself, beautiful long black hair with sparkling brown eyes and a mouth made for smiling. Echo. Man, I know what she got me this year. We've been giving each other gifts for quite some time now. She went out and got reservations at a brand new restaurant that just opened up across the street. Granted that the restaurant was impossible to get reservations for, but somehow she made it work. I could have never ever even planned of eating there at all. I didn't have much money. I found that out the hard way when I went to a store. I wanted to get her a diamond encrusted ring. When me and her go on our walk, she always looks through the window and says, Ooh, look at that ring. It's pretty. And I could see how she wanted the ring. But at that time, I was a little too cowardly to ask her the big question. Hey, Echo, will you marry me? I was waiting for the right time, and since it's Valentine's Day, I guess that time's now. So... Pulled out my wallet and was ready to blow $10,000 on that diamond encrusted ring. That's until I opened my wallet and a moth literally flew out of my wallet. I was broke. Oh man. I thought I went home slowly, walking home. I can't believe this. I'm going to get my suit on. I go to this restaurant and I don't have anything for her. This is 
some boyfriend I turned out to be. Oh, it's gonna be heartbreaking to see it. See her face. Oh no. That's when I passed by a house that had the most beautiful red roses I have ever seen in my life. And I know that Echo goes crazy for flowers, especially roses. She loves the blood red ones. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't go into someone else's yard. It's a pretty nice display. But if I give her a bouquet of roses, then. But. I'll take one from the very back. That way I don't ruin the display and Echo can still get a flower. And I'll tell her this flower is a promise. I'll get her a ring. And I'll ask her out. I'll ask her to marry me today. And I can pay tomorrow and I can get the ring for her. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'll do. So I reached into the very back and got a flower. Not to ruin the display. Happily and cheerfully, I started walking home to get my suit. Little did I know that the neighbor was looking through his window and saw what happened. He was not happy. As I started walking home, I heard footsteps behind me. I thought it was just me just walking loudly. But when I stopped walking and the footsteps continued, I knew there was someone behind me. I heard a Behind me, I turned around just in time to look down the barrel of a gun. The last thing I remember is hearing a... (laughs) The rose and me both fell to the ground as my world faded into black. Five hours later... Echo was waiting in the restaurant with her pretty dress on, hoping that Tony would arrive. He should. He always wanted to eat there. Echo knew that he didn't have much money, so she wasn't expecting him to bring her anything. But she was hoping at least he would present her with a nice surprise. Such as, Echo, will you marry me? She knew Tony liked her and she liked Tony. I swear, she thought to herself that earlier that day, getting ready. If he doesn't ask me tonight, I'll do what he should do, and I'll ask him myself. She didn't care if Tony was a little nervous to talk to her. It just meant that he thought she was stunning and didn't want to sound like an idiot. But, this is weird. Tony usually is early. One time he arrived five hours early for the date that was supposed to be just for that afternoon. He arrived at six in the morning. So a lot earlier than he was supposed to. But that's when she heard something on the television. Breaking news. A house near south... Oak Street, uh, there was a man found on the ground with a shotgun bullet hole in his chest. A man named Tony Cronide has been rushed to the hospital. He's in critical condition. 
It is unsure if he is going to make it or not, but the chances are not looking good. I could have thought, Tony? Th that's my Tony. She got up fast, left a tip for the waiter, who has been very nice to her, making sure she had enough to drink and even giving her a free appetizer as she waited for Tony to arrive. She picked up her purse and ran out. Tony was in the hospital, hooked up to the machine. He said, where, where am I? Am I dead? No. No. There's no hospitals in heaven, and I don't feel like I'm in hell. I'm still alive. Once I get out of here, I'm going to ask Echo to marry me. We're going to have children. Place to call her home. And we're gonna, we're gonna grow old together. He closed his eyes and dreamt of the wedding that they were gonna have. Echo in her white dress. Him in his tuxedo. And them kissing. He could barely wait to get out of that hospital. Tony Valentine's Part Two. Tony woke up six months later. What the? Where am I? Oh, I'm still in the hospital, of course. I must have dozed off for a second. He heard beside him. More than a second, more like six months. He turned around and saw Echo. Oh, Echo. Hey, uh, I got you a... Rose, or I meant to, and, uh, is it here? They found it on the ground, but it was quite wilted by now. But, however, I did, uh, press into my scrapbook. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How are you feeling, Tony? I feel much better that you're here. Thank you, Tony. Tony, I want to talk to you for a minute. No, first... I have to, one, I'm sorry for skipping on the restaurant. It's okay, it's not like you had a choice. I'd rather much have the alive Tony than the dead Tony. That skipped the hospital to have his final meal at the restaurant. Either way, I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Now, Tony, one more thing. Uh, I know that it's not as romantic. I wanted to propose by the uh, fountain in the in the great big restaurant. Not to mention, I also uh, wanted a ring. But seeing as I don't have any of those, I'm I'm gonna ask right here on my hospital bed, even though it's not the best. Echo, will you marry me? Tony, I would love to. But. There's just one problem. What's the problem? Well, you died five times in your bed. One time you died for about, I don't even know how long. It seemed like forever. 
And since you kept dying and coming back, dying and coming back, dying and coming back, I didn't think you were going to make it. I thought eventually you'll die and not come back. So, while you're unconscious in these six months, I went on pause for thought. The, you know, the anthropomorphic dating site. And I found Kiri, a green fox. At least he's still my species. And he seems like a nice guy. I'm sorry, Tony. But I'm going to go and date Kiri. But I'll always have a spot for you in my heart. Remember that? Echo in tears. Walked out of the hospital room. After Tony woke up, the doctors ran a few more tests. Tony was awestruck through all of them, still trying to roll over on his mind what Echo just said. Were they really over? He didn't delete her contacts nor the pictures they had together. He still cherished her and said, I guess we're friends. I'd rather be her husband, but you know, she's a grown woman. She can do what she likes. Not to mention, she also sent tons of pictures of her and Kiwi at the restaurant. As many thought to himself, oh, Kiwi must be rich then. The doctors told him, Tony, you're fine as fit. But for a few months, we want you to spend as much time as outdoors as you can, breathing in fresh air for your lungs to heal properly. You're lucky the shot wasn't, wasn't two inches to the left or it would have penetrated your heart and blew both lungs. And then there would be no bringing you back. Okay, doctor, Tony said. So for a few months, he went to the park where him and Echo first met. He was downtrodden and he saw his girlfriend from high school. Man, she sure has grown up. She had a wonderful hourglass figure. She was a fox. Fluffy tail. Medium-sized chest. Thin legs. Um, not thin legs, normal legs. Beautiful eyeshadow, long eyelashes, and a smile that even make the hardest of soldiers melt. She saw Tony watching him, and she smiled seductively at him. She still liked him. He smiled back. She kept on on her morning walk, and that's when Tony saw... Uh-oh, bad news on a rhinestone collar. The husky Jocko, a jock, was leaning up against a tree as buff as ever, drinking a Dr. Pepper. He saw Tony's ex-girlfriend from high school walk off, Rika, walk by, and his eyes was plastered to her chest. Just that area. 
and then he started flexing and acting like a complete imbecile. Tony knew that it wouldn't be good for her if she fell for an imbecile like Jocko. So Tony decided to, well, you guessed it, pick another flower. It was a public park, so flower picking was allowed, and no one could get mad about it. He picked a white dandelion, no, not dandelion, a white, uh, I'm trying to remember, flower. He picked a white daisy and held it out to Rika. Rika took the flower and put it in her hair. Then she held hands with Tony, and they were about to kiss when Jocko saw the flowers. He went and grabbed all of them, making a massive bouquet, and whistled to her. Rika turned around and saw that about all the big abundance of flowers that he got. She shrieked in joy and hugged Jocko. Jocko locked arms with hers, smirked at Tony, and said, Cry night more like cry baby, he muttered under his breath to Tony. And him and Rika walked off arm in arm together. Just like in high school, Tony, he said to himself, The jocks get the girls. And I get zip. And he walked away sad. Not too long after he started walking home that day, he, heard, he saw something. It looked like a man hitting something on his car. Must be an engine just has serious anger issues, he thought. Best to walk by this lunatic and not look that way, and I should get home safely this time. As he got closer, he heard a high-pitched female scream. He turned around. That's when he saw Kiwi hitting something on his car. He was being Echo. Tony... May have been heard that Echo left him, but he would never let anything bad happen to her. He ran at Kiwi, grabbed Kiwi, they got in a fight. Tony got hit in the eye, and his nose was bleeding, and his lip busted. Tony eventually got control of Jack, I mean, of, of Kiwi, and bashed his head against the concrete, knocking him unconscious. Echo was bleeding from her lip and her nose. Tony grabbed her, picked her up, and carried her to his apartment. He laid her down in his bed and thought, It's late too, do I crawl in beside her or... No, he thought, and he laid on the couch. After, of course, he cleaned her wounds. She woke up with bandages on, her lips stopped bleeding, and the blood on her nose wiped off. She looked around and said, 
This isn't Kiwi's house. It's not my house either. Then she saw a picture of her and Tony on the nightstand. This has to be Tony's place. Tony! She woke up almost immediately and walked into the living room. She saw Tony with two black eyes, a bleeding nose still, and a purple lip. He was more or less messed up. Echo walked up to him and laid a hand on his shoulder. Ah! Tony gasped. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay, Tony. It's just me. Are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Did, did you save me last night? Yeah. I'm very grateful, but Tony, I want to ask why you're in danger and I, I can just leave you there. But Tony, I know I hurt you. I didn't want to hurt you. I'm sorry, but uh, don't you hold that against me? Echo, you're full grown. You can make whatever decisions you want. If I wasn't the guy for you, I hoped you'd find someone that would make you happy. Echo said, well, I found someone that will make me happy. Tony's ears dropped, but he forced them to perk up to make them to make him look excited and said with a voice that was pretty convincing, Wow, really who? And Echo laid a hand on his shoulder and looked in his eyes and said, You, Tony. You'd make me happy. And I don't need to date you to know that. Tony, I was going to wait for you, but I can't wait any longer. Will you, Echo, wait? She stopped. What is it? Well, I got my paycheck, and uh, he got on one knee and said, Echo, my love. Will you make me the happiest wolf in the world and marry me? And with that, he opened up a ring that he had in his pocket. He bought it before Echo woke up. It wasn't just any ring. It was the ring. The ring that he wished he bought in the first episode. Echo's mouth fell wide open. You got it? Well, I have been saving up for a ring. After uh, you left, you know, I just thought I might as well get you a ring and then give it to Kiwi or whoever you want to marry and then they can give it to you. Because I know you wanted this ring. You were subtle about it too, but I figured since I knew you well, I would get you a ring you wanted. But if I wanted you to still have a beautiful ring at your wedding, me or not, so I bought you this. Echo wrapped her arms around Tony and kissed her. And kissed him. Sorry.
and he kissed her. They had a beautiful wedding and brought a house together. She had the ring on through thick and thin. She never really wanted to take it off. One time she took it off was to make sure it was polished and was still fit and so on and so forth. She wore it everywhere. Swimming, walks, work, shower, bed. She only took it off a few times during bedtime. As she got older though, back when she turned 26 and 27, she would take it off occasionally right before bed and hold Tony close to her. It didn't matter if they were boyfriend, girlfriend, or married. Every single day, their love grew stronger and stronger and stronger. More more powerful than when they first met. More powerful than when they were dating. When they were married, they grew even closer. Instead of further apart. Kiwi intended the wedding. Although he was quickly escorted out by Tony's big brother, Dylan, who had the plans to be in the military but ended up being a firefighter. Needs to say, Dylan was strong. Eventually, though, Tony left with Echo in the carriage. As they drove off with cans standing behind them, Tony shut the curtains in the very back and they kissed again. And that is where we're going to leave off in this chapter in Tony and Echo's life. We still have a lot of other Tony stories to go and remake. So thank you for watching and listening. And enjoy your day. The end. Well, everyone, I hope you liked that story of Tony's Valentine's. I know I was just going to do Tony's Valentine's Part 1, but I figured, you know what, let's do Part 2 and 3. Let's get the whole thing in here. That is going to be my very overdue third season, I mean, yeah, third season or third year doing podcasts because I'm, I'm in season three right now, but my, uh, my, uh, year anniversary. I think I had it for two years. I think I'm in my third year right now, but I haven't done the third series because I only do the thing one anniversary when, once a year, the big ones once a year. I don't know what I'm going to do for my next anniversary, although I think we have some time to think about it. Um... Because I think it's in January is when my anniversary is. I think it's January 21st. I could be wrong. But now we had that episode. And I'm so happy we finally got a Moonlight Madness thing done for y'all. It's nice to take the blast back to the past as I call it. And I have a lot of fun doing this for you. Um, Tune in next time. And I still intend to eventually do reactions on my old videos. Uh... My voice has changed quite, quite a, quite a lot. So, uh, thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please remember to press the button in the face. Like us, as always. High fives all around.
Thank you so, so, so much for watching. This is a furry story, just so you know. And of course, guys, if you want more videos by me, do not worry, because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Leave a like and subscribe, that would be really appreciated. And of course, guys, we're going to keep you guys put out there, because the never ends. Bro fist, everyone, or in this case, bro paw. I need a hand, I need help. Ready? One, two, three, here we go. Thanks for watching, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave a nice comment down below if you want to join the great team of the world. Moonlight Warriors, leave a like, subscribe, and a comment down below. Thank you for watching, everyone, and of course, good night.